welcome, welcome. You are listening to <clears throat> Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Bop. We have a show for you today. Uh, this is our, I don't know, this is our first proper show in, what, three weeks? Uh, a while, for sure. Let me see. I'm going to look this up because I need to know. I need to know this. <clears throat> All right. So, episode 8, June 26th. And then last week was a, well, this will be, <clears throat> it'll actually be dropping tomorrow for non-patrons because it took me a minute to edit it, even though it's an hour long. <laughs> But yeah, so June twenty sixth to this, so yeah, about three weeks. Damn. So, and and even no, that was all of us. Never mind. I was gonna say, and even then, I don't know if that was all of us, but yeah, it was because the name of that episode is "Bitches, Bros, and Non-Binary Hoes," <laughs> which was <clears throat> which was an Austin special. You're welcome for that. Mm. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, we ha- we do have a show. It is uh, our second check-in for the year. Um, so we're going to be talking a lot about the games of the first quarter and how things are stacking up, the games we're looking to, uh, the rest of the year, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be a good show. So. Um, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man. Uh, the sexy and unholy. What? Hang on. Wait. What? I don't know how to read. <clears throat> God damn you, public school. Uh, I am, of course, your host, the one and only, the sexy and unholy Bebop man, Josh McMullen. I don't know what that is in reference to, but I have to assume it has something to do with Kim Petras. And I'm okay with that because uh, she's got a couple of bangers and she's smoking hot, so... Um, <clears throat> so if you're calling me smoking hot, Dylan, I actually don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't either. You, wait, hang on, wait. You guys don't know who Kim Petras no. is? Oh, no. oh, I hang just on. made sure. that up. Yes, you okay. should. I and mean, I'm on Google right now, so. Look it up right now. Uh, Kim Petras was the, I guess, co lead. Of that song with Sam Smith, the, un- the unholy song. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking mm. about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. She's bad as fuck. Yep. I would. Uh, I would have to agree. Yeah. Agree. So, um, Dylan, you're very silent over there. Yeah, definitely not for me. But respect. What? Yeah. What did I tell you, you guys? What did I tell you guys? Uh, that you hate blondes. No, White. that's me. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Wh- hang, um, who hates blondes? He hates blondes. I don't like... Uh, this is not good to say. I am not attracted to white that's women. That's not a go. bad thing to say. Yeah. yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing to say. Yeah, that's. I was just making sure I was being respectful because God forbid. No, it's just... Yeah, that's... Hey. Whatever, whatever does it for you, man. Whatever keeps your boat afloat. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but. you're allowed to uh, to be wrong, Dylan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not a. So uh, I'm. She, she's very pretty. Traditionally, not into blonde women, but for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I 
would let her do dirty, dirty things to me. Holy <clears throat> things. Un- <laughs> Look at that. Bringing it back. Anyway, uh, and I am joined as almost always by my two Cobros. God, I hate that so much. I, <laughs> I'm never letting you type anything ever again. D- Dylan Catfish Diz Martin. What the fuck is that? And Austin Big Papa Crawdad Stevens. Christ. God, what the fuck is. Okay, what's going on? What is. What is I don't even care anymore. He's like I the worst care. thing to ever happen. <laughs> Lord, honestly, I don't even know where it came from. Like I was just sitting here before the show and I was struggling, and suddenly, just a catfish popped in my head, and I was like, "Well, he just got back from the fucking swamps or something." So I gave him <laughs> what? a crawdad. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the? F- I went to Panama, <laughs> bro. Yeah, sorry. Take a whip to like to get Louisiana. <laughs> you ate gator. I did eat gator. I did. Oh god, that's so fucking it weird, so man. Good, dude. It was I hate so when good. motherfuckers come back from like deep south places and they're like, "Yeah, I ate gator and turtle and fucking frog legs." Like, why? It's just another got, Saturday, baby. I don't know. It, it sound. You know what it sounds like? I know this is gonna sound so fucking like elitist of me, but it sounds like goddamn Bayou bullshit, and I am so not about that life. I have life. no idea what that is. I don't either, but the, I like you don't know the what food. The, you don't know what the Bayou no. is? Like, Louisiana? No. You're like, just teaching us all the, kinds of things. I know what the uh, fucking Bayou is. I don't. Are you sure? I don't... I didn't, what did you say, though? Bayou what? I, bayou shit? Oh. Like, I don't know like, why I thought you said Bayou business. <laughs> what? That made no sense. You are all... Go, oh, my God! Yeah, fuck this is not my fault. This is all your fault. You wrote crawfish. Crawdad. Or crawdad. <laughs> what are crawdads? Oh, dear. Is that, no, for real, is that like another word that people use for crawfish? Uh, redneck lobster. Okay, yeah, so basically. yeah, essentially. Okay, yep. Yeah. Cool, got it. Do you guys remember, okay, because we're on this fucking subject right now. Do you guys remember the name of the show? Of the alligator hunters that was on like um, History Channel I know or some what you're shit. Talking about, but I don't remember the name. Uh, of fuck, Swamp People. Was that it? Okay, yeah. hang on. Yes, it was. Okay, yeah. Holy shit! It's still going. It's still <laughs> oh, yeah, on the air. Is. They have plenty to kill. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, they got they got. We're still with as much as they're doing. They're not doing enough. They're still rampant, dude. Holy shit, man! That's wild. Yeah, History Channel's been airing the same show for like twenty years. The God, f- isn't Ancient Aliens still on? Chat. Probably. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Ancient fucking. What aliens. do you mean? What? Like you're not fucking? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Dylan, I'm tired of you gaslighting me into thinking that I'm yeah, doing something I wrong. I hate you so much because why are you fucking believe anything? Because <laughs> I can't prove shit. <laughs> oh, you can't. Nope, you definitely can't. I even want to get into <sighs> do, do the show. This is stupid. <laughs> All right. Well. Anyway, now that we know that Dylan is the one who gaslights everyone. Yep, 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 yep. That's me. <laughs> we already knew that, though. This is so fucked up, dude, because what can I do? What can I do? 
<laughs> We're gaslighting Dylan into believing he's a gaslighter. <laughs> oh, God. It's like my anxiety has been fine for months until this moment. <laughs> that's because we haven't done an episode in months. That's <laughs> boom. True. true. <laughs> that's a good point. Oh, uh, yeah. So I watched Insidious The Red Door. There's a new Insidious movie? Yep. Just came out uh, two weeks ago. Um, and... Uh, do, do, you, do you know much about the franchise, uh, Dylan? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not okay. going to lie to you. I okay. know there's a Darth Maul demon or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they call him the Lipstick Demon. Um, oh. Yeah. But... Um, okay, well, since you don't know much, I just assumed because you were like, there's another one? No, I, I don't know why I even sounded like that. It's, I've not even seen the first one. It looked too scary for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, okay, so I I love this series. Like, uh, I wasn't as big of a fan of The Last Key as some other people were. How but, many are there? Too many. Uh, this is the fifth one. Holy fuck. Yeah. And they the the weird thing is they've all been released theatrically. Oh damn! Usually, when you get to like horror movies that are in their like fifth or sixth, I, I mean, obviously not counting like the shit from like the eighties where it was like a boom and everything got released in yeah, theaters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like uh, you know, in modern times, like once you get to like the fifth entry, it's very hard to get it in theaters. It feels like because there's just such a drop off. <clears throat> but um, yeah, all of them been released in theaters and um this is the fifth one uh i love this franchise um and uh especially the the first three um and that first one in particular is just fucking chef's kiss that first movie is so goddamn good uh and scary um yeah so this one the the way that the franchise is broken out is uh, there's the first one, then chapter two follows that one pretty directly, and then the third one is actually a prequel to the first one, like leading directly into the first one, and then the last key is like a prequel to the entire tr- like series, uh, kind of going all the way back to the um, the beginnings of the I-, I wouldn't call her main character, but like kind of like the big overarching character that brings every ties everything together um Elise so this one actually returns to the family from the first two movies and is a direct sequel to 2 and kind of follows what has happened to the family in the last uh I want to say it's supposed to take place 10 years after um, Insidious uh, Chapter 2. Um, and it's really cool because everyone comes back and uh, plays themselves, but, like, you know, they, like, they've clearly aged. And it... I don't know. I, I like that kind of stuff. Like, I don't like Boyhood for the most part, but I like the, the idea that they filmed that entire movie across, like, several decades so that you could get these... Like these, like, how do I want to explain? Like, 
you can see the progression in everyone's ages as they age type thing. Um, and I just thought that that was like a cool way for this one to go. Um, and the, the kind of main thrust of the story is that um, following the events of the second one where... Um, I mean, I guess spoilers for a 10-year-old movie. Where um, the dad, Josh, <coughs> uh, kind of domestically abused his wife and children. Um, even though he was possessed, that like that's kind of the whole thing, is he wasn't really himself. Uh, but following that, it's like 10 years later, and the oldest son is going to college. The wife has divorced him. His mother has just died. And he's just having a hard time with everything. He feels like his entire life has been a fog after the end of the events of the um, the second movie. <clears throat> and um, it kind of follows his journey trying to understand why he <clears throat> feels this way and trying to kind of overcome his past while the son is also doing the same thing. And uh, I don't know that it's very good, to be honest with you. I, I had fun with it, and I think that a lot of it came from my love for the series, to be honest with you. Like, I really, really feel like I'm attached to these characters in a way. And there were several cameos that, like, I was in the theater, and I was like, ah! You know, um, but like for the most part, it just, it honestly just felt like a bunch of, a bunch of scenes kind of strung together to jolt you with jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. And all of those scenes had been released, um, in a they're just they're very derivative like they they feel like they are ripping off movies and scenes and things that have literally been going on since like the beginning of horror movies type thing and like I don't think that it's necessarily uh, a reflection of Patrick Wilson's directorial debut. Um, I actually think that he he does a relatively good job of um, like framing scenes and and lending some emotional weight. It uh, it helps that like he's just also a really good actor. So when everything that he has going on as the character of Josh, like just it it, it worked. Um, but it just, it, it doesn't do enough original stuff to really justify its existence. And it's really, for me, a shame when I look back to that first movie that was very, very clearly drawing off of a love of haunted house movies, particularly Poltergeist, but doing its own thing within those influences and doing its own thing to the point of becoming extremely original. Um, and and then to have this kind of come out and just be bland and very derivative um, was, 
I don't know. It it kind of sucked to to be honest with you. Um, I do think that there's some interesting commentary about possibly uh you know masculinity and how that is affected with regards to mental health and um toxic masculinity but it's never really grasped onto in any real meaningful way i don't think um it's unfortunate uh and i i do think that it, it actually caps off the series in a in a relatively um satisfying way but i i just can't say that i thought that it was very good which is unfortunate because uh like i said i love this series so hell yeah those movies are scary as fuck dude well now i don't have to watch any of it because i just figured it all out Mm, yeah yeah i guess you did no you that i i swear to you i really do think that like you would love that first movie. That first movie is genuinely very scary. That's the problem. Terrifying. You like scary movies. Mm-hmm. Don't like little spooky ghost shits, though. Don't know why. The third movie ruined the date <laughs> for me back in the day. Because that shit was so good. Oh, really? Yeah, that shit was so... It's so stupid. Um, I went to go see it with a group of friends uh, opening night. Because I think the third one came out in, like, 2015. Uh, yeah. I went to go see it opening night, and I was also on a date. And that did not go very well when I got really scared at the end of the movie. So scared that I quite literally jumped out of my seat and ended up in the seat of my homie right next to me. And I didn't <laughs> back from her. Yeah, dude, there's a real great jump scare at the end of three. Dude, that, it got me so fucking hard. I, I legitimately love that fucking jump scare. That's a great I thought one. the movie was over, and it wasn't. It was not over yet. And I didn't like it. Yeah, nope. I I genuinely really like that third movie. I think the third movie actually might be the scariest. It's man. a great movie. The, I just struggled to watch I, it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. Dylan or not Dylan? Uh, Austin. Yeah. Me. Tell me about fucking redneck Miami. <laughs> that is kind of what it feels like. <laughs> Oh, everywhere we walked, it was just lifted trucks and Confederate flags. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to Panama. Panama was cool. The beaches were surprisingly clean, uh, much cleaner than I... Because I think you had said something previously about how gross Panama was, so I kind of expected it to be a little more dingy and gross than what it was, but it was pretty nice. I uh, got to eat some really good food. I tried a, fried, a deep-fried gator sandwich. That was fucking rad. Uh, I think I honestly like gator more than I like chicken. Uh, If it was readily (laughs) available here, I would definitely eat it more than I eat fucking chicken. Um, But it was cool, man. We we spent literally the entire week by the beach. That's it. That's all we fucking did. And I, you know, I hated being as hot and as sweaty as I was because, God damn it, it was fucking humid in fucking Panama. Um... But it was a good time. I got to relax a little bit and literally not think about anything except for the fucking sand and water. And so that was pretty neat. It was a good mental health okay. week. Good mental health break week. Hell yeah. So. Now, um, when you say Panama, you do mean like the country of Panama. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. It okay. feels like Just wanted to make sure. a separate country. God, it really fucking it's does. It's crazy down there. But you know... 
it's not anywhere near as expensive as I expected it to be. It, it honestly didn't feel any worse than fucking home. Dude, I'm telling you, man. When, when you were talking about, like, I'm going to go to PCB or whatever, I was like, all right, that's poor people shit. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Oh, that's fucking pretentious. <laughs> what? It is! That's so rude, though. Like, he and... Oh, God. No, we... I, psh, you ripped into him, too! Fuck off! Damn. Um, you you literally just... call him fucking poor for eating cheese sandwiches, motherfucker! Yeah, but I say it on a level of relation. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Josh, some of us just have to go to Panama, okay? Some of us can't Listen, the, the coastline the, streets of Miami. Literally, the only reason I get to go to Miami is because oh. Kayla's rich. Come on. Oh, I know. my God, my head. Um, fuck, I just had something, too. What were you talking about? Panama? Panama? Something? Yeah, but I, it was... I don't Crawfish know, were real fucking good back. there, too. They were real tasty. Crawfish. Oh, really? Uh, dead ass. That was some of the best crawfish I've ever had in my life. That shit was. They were fucking massive too. I have never eaten crawfish that fucking big, but they were huge. It was wonderful. Damn. It was expensive though. For just me and Josie, <laughs> it was like a hundred and eight dollars. God damn, oh dude! What the fuck? But that's because I, I got like a big ass bag that had like a pound of crawfish, a, like a pound and a half of Dungeness crab, and then. I think a pound of sausage and some other shit. So, <sighs> a lot of food. It lasted, like, me and Josie ate off of that bag for, like, three days. Eh, that's good. So That's really good. Lasted. But it was fun. It was a good time. I'm definitely glad to be home, though, and not see as many Confederate flags as I saw there. <laughs> Dude, it was like every fucking street corner had a Confederate flag on it. Like, what's going on God down there? You guys are, like, I, I thought Georgia was big about this shit, but you guys are bigger on it than we are. Yeah, Florida's fucking sketchy, dude. I don't like it. It feels like another Some another parts country. of Florida. Genuinely, it might as well be. You know what? I think we should wall off Florida. Really. Yeah, that's the only place I'm worried about, truly. <laughs> wall that shit off. Let them do their bath salts and lonesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> didn't that happen? Didn't a Florida man eat bat? Like, yeah. Didn't he eat yep, somebody's yep, face yep, off? Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Who wants to do bath salts after this? Mm, Dylan, probably. That I'm down. felt like an attack. <laughs> that, that's probably because it was. <laughs> uh, anyway. <clears throat> um, oh, Christ. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do we want to go. Do we want to go Dylan, then me, Austin, or... Just okay. do it the normal way. Dylan. Mm. I don't know what the normal way is, because we fucking change it every goddamn time. <sighs> it's true. <clears throat> like, you said my name before his, and I was ready to go. Said, hold up. I just thought that was the new the new norm. <laughs> uh, mine's huh? nothing crazy. I've just started... I've never seen... Uh, Peacock has the Office super fan episodes, and it's kind of cool to see all of the... I guess the deleted scenes kept into the show itself, so instead of being like a 20-minute show, now I'm watching like 33, 35-minute shows. And, like, you can definitely see why they were cut, <laughs> because some of them are, you know, they don't really add a lot of substance to the story, or the jokes don't hit like they probably wanted them to, but I still like watching it. Like, it, it's really, I've already made it through season one, and I think I'm on to like a few episodes into season two already. 
And it's just cool because some of the stories, like, I really wish they did keep in. It's not all bad stuff. Like, there's this really wholesome moment with uh, Jim and Phyllis that we never see in the show where uh, they were at the Dundee Awards and um, Ryan won Sexiest in the Office. And in one of the deleted scenes that's obviously kept in for the Superfan episodes, um, Jim walks over to a bar that Phyllis is already at, and she looks at him and she's like, just for the record, I think you should have won Sexiest in the Office. And uh, he was like, "Oh, thanks, Phyllis. And like, they actually had like a wholesome moment. I was like, you never see that shit. I thought that was super cool. So I'm enjoying it, man. It gives me, like, this is, I, I, I've lost count how many times I've rewatched this show, but it's nice to have new content uh, to go along with it. Hell yeah. Cool. Um, Move on. Okay. <laughs> I was going to try to ask you a question, but it's fine. honestly, it's been so long since I've watched The Office. And I'm genuinely kind of afraid to um, uh, go back to it because some of the stuff that I have seen, like, just either, like, trying to put it on or, like, like clips that are, like, on TikTok or, you know, whatever. Like, I'm like, ooh, this has not aged well. Oh, no, the show has not aged well in today's uh, political climate at all. Uh, I feel like most early 2000s to mid-2000s dry humor really didn't. Oh, yeah. potentially, but The Office was really, really, really bad with it in the first couple of seasons. We tried to go back and watch... Um, I mean, it's not it, also dry humor. We tried to go back and watch The Whitest Kids You Know a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, mm. man, <laughs> these are highly offensive. Yeah, I, I've loved that show, but like, it, there's no way in fuck I could ever go back and watch it now. That, it's too much sometimes. It's way too fucking much. I still, uh, dude, I still have vividly, vividly. The baked beans? Rem- no, I, that was never like one of my favorites it like it's good but like my favorite skit ever was the the cat hunting episode <laughs> where they ha- they hunt house cats yeah. and fucking trevor calls it uh he's like you know um cat hunting hunting as we like to call it and dude every fucking time he says that line i fucking burst into tears i'm laughing so fucking hard i feel real one yeah, there's a, there's also that one that's really fucking funny where he's like he's talking about how like you can't say I'm going to kill the president or whatever, <laughs> and he's like and he's like hypothetically you know you can't say that on TV or whatever, and he just keeps going on and on. That's a that's another good skit. That show was great. I do need to yeah. at least try The Office. It's one of those shows that I've put off trying because I don't want to give certain people in my life the satisfaction. Hmm. Yeah. Like Dylan? No, honestly, not Dylan. I've met much more pretentious oh. people about the office. Nothing. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Just really quick, because I don't like how you phrased it. I'm not saying what you're pretentious you about the office. Okay. You are not. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm, thank you. <laughs> you really needed affirmation on that one. <laughs> I did because I was like, if I'm coming <laughs> off that way, I need to change myself really fucking quickly. No, dude. no, no, not you. But I, I've met. Some very pretentious people about the office, and it just all right makes me not want to watch it. I feel that maybe one day, maybe one day. Okay, <clears throat> um, 
Well, moving on. Um, I watched Asteroid City. Yeah. Um, are you guys familiar with the works of Wes Anderson? Nope. Or do you know who Wes Anderson is? That name sounds familiar. Uh, he had a new nightmare. Um, that's Wes Craven. Craven. Oh, that's also what I was thinking of, so I'm glad you said it first. No, I was joking. I at least knew the difference. Oh, okay. I was. <laughs> See, that was pretentious. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so Wes Anderson, uh, he's one of my my favorite like little like indie directors. Um, I've been kind of in love with his work for a really long time. Um, and uh, his new movie is called Asteroid City, um, and it's about this family who gets um, uh, they kind of get stranded in the middle of uh, this desert city called Asteroid City, obviously. Um, and a I don't want to give too much away, but. <clears throat> A, um, I guess, sort of alien invasion happens, and that's that's why they're locked down in the city because you know government lockdown or whatever. Um, and I fucking loved this movie, um, po- possibly an unreasonable amount. Um, the way that the movie is framed, because this is just what Wes Anderson does or at least modern Wes Anderson, he really likes to frame his stuff in ways that kind of, like, put it through, like, multiple layers of abstraction. So this movie is about a TV show that is about a play that is about a play, right? <laughs> and I know that that sounds weird, but, like, you'll you'll see where, where it goes. So, um... There is, um, basically, you get, God, it's so hard to to fucking talk about. Um, Basically, you have this father who's with his kids, and the the wife of this father, she just died. He hasn't been able to tell his kids because he's grieving horribly, um, and, uh, during the course of this, um, he ends up, you know, kind of gaining an understanding of things. And it is a very funny and very deeply human look at grief and a look at kind of like the meaning of life. And um, a kind of like look at what it even means to exist in this world anymore. Um, because it's a crazy fucking world. And when you view it through the lens of how it's a movie about a TV show, about a play, about a play, um, you end up getting these layers that kind of feel a lot like compartmentalization where people pack things away to try to not deal with him or to deal with them which is kind of what the main character is doing and 
it really just fucking resonated with me super hard because I think when you maybe take into account everything that kind of happened with COVID and being locked down and being forced to kind of like sit with your thoughts and kind of be relegated to this world where like things happen and they're bad and they kind of don't make sense and you have to kind of grapple with that and then if you throw on you know obviously the the tragedy of having a loved one uh you know excuse me pass away you have that on top of it and it becomes like a um i don't know it I don't want to say a nightmare, but it, it's it's so much to handle that it it it's overwhelming and it, it it often feels like there's no way out and there's nothing you can really do about it and it's just very very overwhelming. <clears throat> there's one scene in particular with an actor that you see in the credits and they literally have one scene and you kind of like just forget that they're supposed to be in the movie until that one scene happens. And it's probably the most emotionally devastating scene, uh, of any movie that I've seen this year. Um, which I think is kind of saying something. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I loved it. I, I thought it was really great. Um, it's darkly comedic, um, it's got all the signature Wes Anderson style that you could fucking possibly want. Um, yeah, uh, a really fucking great movie. If you're into that sort of thing, what, I mean, we were just talking about dry humor, but if you're into like anything like that, uh, I, I can't recommend Asteroid City enough. Hell yeah, dude. Very, very me good. Me and Madison might have to check that out because that sounds kind of, especially, especially Madison more than me, that sounds kind of right up her alley, so. I might have to sit down and check that out one night. Um, is that in theaters or is it streaming somewhere? You might have said that. <clears throat> it was just uh, it was in theaters, but uh, it just got released on VOD. So I'm pretty sure that you can oh, rent it through like Amazon Prime or, like or something Xbox like that. Or something. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I definitely have to look into that. Then. Sick, nasty. Sick, nasty. All right. Well, awesome. Tell us about. Uh, some Gundam shit. Speaking of sick, nasty. Um, the uh, series finale for Mobile Suit Gundam The Witch for Mercury uh, aired uh, this past, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. And um, after getting fully caught up and finishing it, I really liked it. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to going into it. Um, it, it has its issues uh, that I'll get to in a second, but for the most part, this was a really really cool like some of the themes in here really set a new bar as far as Gundam storytelling goes and it's this is going to be a hard series to top for them um the first season starts off super super kind of slow it has this kind of schoolgirl setting where uh this young girl who is kind of thrust into this school this type <coughs> of school setting for the first time in her life and just kind of being around other people her age and like, she has this whole list of stuff of things she wants to do for the first time. Like, some of the things on her list was, like, go on a date and, like, 
make uh, a certain number of friends or make a group of friends laugh for, uh, by a joke for the first time. And it's ripped away from her real fucking quickly. Um, the first season is very cute and very slow. Um, it told a lot of backstory for side characters that, in my opinion, ended up being extremely irrelevant. They either get killed off almost immediately uh, after being explored a little bit, or they're just not really involved uh, involved with the plot moving forward. Um, the first season ends with basically a giant terror attack, and it, it's like it it goes from that schoolgirl setting and turns into a traditional Gundam show real fucking quickly um the second season revolves almost entirely around like the problems of capitalism and political corruption and it it uh, i'm trying to kind of form my words a little bit better here because i feel like i'm struggling um <clears throat> there there are some really really gut-wrenching shit in here uh especially evolving the main involving the main character soleta because she she gets all of these things and she gets to kind of live a normal life but then by the end of the series she's told that her entire life is a lie she learns that she's a clone and has been a clone of her older sister that dies in the uh, prologue that I talked about a few weeks ago um, she was a clone of her older sister her older sister is basically the operating system for the Gundam Ariel which is her primary mobile suit and the mother ends up doing uh, like all kinds of crazy terroristic shit like she starts riots on earth uh, she fucking kills thousands upon thousands of fucking government officials in, in one strike and, it, and the series ends and her mom is just kind of like there with everybody and I'm, I'm like <coughs> you, you committed thousands of war crimes like, like you killed thousands of people literally genocide on a small scale and everyone's like oh she feels bad about it so it's cool um the entire plot uh basically turns into the gundam aerial was a uh kind of secret weapon that was sent to the school to participate in these kind of mobile suit duels for the primary uh primary uh objective gathering data um and learning about the experimental system that the aerial is operated on after it got all the data that it needed uh, the woman who built it, which was the main character's mother, basically tells everybody, she's like, well, this has kind of been my whole plan the whole time. I'm going to use this mobile suit to some fucking how, in weird lore terms, uh, completely take over all the technology on Earth and just hold everybody hostage because I want my dead child back. That wasn't going to get you that, but it was... The series got a lot of hate, really, initially um, for... In my opinion, uh, very stupid reasons. It kind of just seemed like people weren't thrilled about having uh, a female lead character. And I don't know if that says more about Gundam's fan base than it does anything else. Um, but people were also pretty upset about the LGBT romance. That is really the first time or the first time a main character in Gundam has ever had that uh, those kind of love interactions. And... Like, I don't... Watching the whole series, I don't understand how people were so mad about it because, like, I'm mad for the opposite reason. I don't think there was enough. Like, there was... Between the, between the main character and, and her supposed bride, there's no, like... It feels more of, like, a best friend level than it does, like, uh, a, an intimate relationship. And so, 
I don't. I, I definitely just feel like that, that. That's just a super weird complaint to hold against it. Um, but this is by far the best Gundam series since Iron Blooded Orphans, and that was 2017, I think. Um, the animation was incredible. The mobile suit designs were really fucking well done. I didn't like a lot of them at first because kind of similar to similar to Iron Blooded Orphans. They were very, they had a very different aesthetic than what I feel like Gundam has been doing for mm, kind of like since the early 2000s. Um, and they were just very different, but they, they really grew on me, especially the uh, the one used in the last episode. Every Gundam series has a trope of, uh, within the last couple of episodes, the main character always gets some kind of upgrade to an existing mobile suit or just a completely new one. And in this case, the letter received a completely new one. Um, and I hated it when it was first officially revealed because it was just all white and it had like this one giant cannon hanging under its arm. And like that was kind of it. There was no like special accents. But then I like I saw it animated in this really fucking stunning animation that, in my opinion, competes right up there with the likes of what MAPPA, Mappa and uh, Ufotable are doing with Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan. And, um, just overall some killer, killer fucking designs. Um, this was a really good show. It was a really sweet show, especially that first season. It was very cutesy and happy. Uh, but this show does get dark. It is not scared of brutally murdering children, and you pretty much see all of it. Um, so, I, I, def I think there are a couple of scenes that can be kind of difficult to watch, which is strange, because I don't think a Gundam is, a Gundam series has ever made me feel that way. I don't think I've ever been uncomfortable by a death um, on screen, but this one definitely had a few that got me. Uh, so if that's your thing and giant mo giant fucking robots, it's it's very good. Hell yeah, dude! I I mean, we can all get down with some child murder, obviously. Oh boy! Oh my god! That's a confusing. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Well, I mean, you won't uh, so nothing's gonna fit easy at this point. I mean, honestly, let's be for real. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, actually, just speaking of Berserk, that fucking show, uh, or that anime, or goddamn manga, uh, has child murder in it. So that, there is that. It does. A lot of it. A lot of child murder. <laughs> a lot. God. There's a lot of bad stuff in that fucking manga. That is. The one um, thing that I, everybody I know that has either read or watched any ad adaptation of Berserk, that is the one thing in common that everyone says. They were like, listen, this is a hard watch or a hard read. Yeah. This is a struggle to get through sometimes just because of how gross it can be. Yep. It is uh, not fun. Sounds right up my alley. Tell you that much. Uh, cool. Yeah, well, uh, let's, um, I guess, get to um, our uh, main topic. We're going to talk about uh, quarter one check, or quarter two check-in. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about what is, uh, you know, our, uh, let, let's talk about the years th thus far. Um, how are you guys feeling about this year um, in games? How's it? How's it feeling for you guys? Uh, it's been super strong for me so far. Um, 
I mean, uh, uh, shit. It started off high with Hi-Fi Rush um, coming out of absolutely nowhere. Oh, and yeah. Then, I mean, that was, that was fucking awesome. And then Hogwarts Legacy was, you know, that was pretty good. It, you know, tickled the childhood dream of mine. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit, Battle Network Legacy came out. That was fun to play for a bit. And then uh, more recently, Diablo and, oh, fucking Destiny Lightfall. Um, and uh, Final Fantasy, man. It's been game after game this year. Honestly. Hell yeah. What 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 are you about you, Dylan? How uh, what are you thinking about that's not Dylan? Dylan, that's Dylan just went. Today, right? Dylan already <laughs> talked. Are you sure that he already yep. talked? I'm that not. sucks, man. <laughs> I I hope you're doing okay. That's twice now. I, I'm just saying words. I don't know what any of it means. That's all right. Aren't we all? I mean, yeah, kind of. But uh, yeah, this has been a this has been a pretty good year. I feel like. I feel like every month at least had something that I was excited to um, either dive back into or pick up. Uh, I think, like, January, I don't think re really had a lot for me except uh, the Persona port. Oh, and Engage. Engage ended up being a really high-ranking fucking game for me this year. Um, I picked up Hogwarts Legacy in February, and I, I just I couldn't do it. I'm not. I don't have the love or nostalgia for Harry Potter. I do. Th I think it's a cool series, but that game was just not for me. It felt very repetitive and very, very sluggish. I don't think anything big came out in March, April. I got the Battle Network collection. May we got Tears of the Kingdom, and that was fucking incredible for seven days. And then I have yet to touch it again. Uh, and then Diablo 4 came out last month, and I quite literally have not done anything else. So, it's been pretty good so far. Hell yeah. Well, that's, uh, it's really funny that you say that about, um, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, because I feel the exact same way. Like, I legitimately have not touched it since... I mean, don't get me wrong. I, the I, first week? I think it's a fantastic game, but just, like, I, I got... Once I saw those credits roll, I was like, there's no reason for me to keep playing this. Ever. So, and I'm, it's, I think it's a great game, I mean, I, but I'm not going to be going back to it anytime soon. Same. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, that. I a lot of people that are. So. G genuinely forgot about that game. Yep, it did happen. Forgot yeah. about Dre. But. Um, yeah, no, I feel, I feel you, I feel you, 100%. Um, yeah, well, I mean, with, with that said, um, I am, I think, 100% with you guys in, in that this has been a surprisingly phenomenal year for games. Um, just was not expecting a, a lot of the, uh, the stuff that we have gotten to be honest with you like I just we got uh the hi-fi rush like like dylan mentioned and that was kind of like i don't know incredible for like almost no reason <laughs> like it I, I don't know how or why or you know what happened yeah, it was to a make fucking that gift yeah 
Um, and I'm very happy with it uh, to the point that it's uh, it still ranks really high for me for games of the year so yes, far. Um, I'm not sure this is my game of the year. Um, but yeah, uh, no. Uh, Street Fighter Six, which uh, I know kind of came and went for Dylan, is still something that's like at the forefront of my mind. Like, as in as like something that I want to um, kind of get back to um, and uh, play some more. And um, yeah, it's just uh, Final Fantasy now. Final Fantasy is legitimately taken over my life for this entire year. <laughs> um, so uh, Final Fantasy 16 um I mean, we can go ahead and we can talk about it. Uh, is uh, it's my game of the year so far? Um, I'm not saying that it's the greatest game ever made, like some people on Twitter are, but like <clears throat> I am genuinely enthralled with that game. I think it is fucking top tier, excellent. Uh, that is a real take I've seen on Twitter. Yeah, dude, I, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Take, some of you Final M- Fantasy motherfuckers. They are, dude, and like, and I get it. You you like the game, fucking a okay, man. I have no problem with you liking that game. But y'all motherfuckers, like, some of these motherfuckers on Twitter, just, uh, man, it it ain't it. Sorry, it just <laughs> that ain't it. Um, but yeah, uh, no, fucking great game. Uh, very happy with it. Um. I'll talk about it more when we get to what we've been playing. Um, Dylan, you told me last episode that you thought that this might be your game of the year. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's changed any. Um, I haven't, I haven't beaten it or even I think played it since last week. I'll be completely honest, but that is to be expected when I've picked up a fucking MMO. So. Don't worry about that. I still have mad love for Final Fantasy 16. I think it will rank as one of my favorite games of all time. Um, That's high praise. Yeah, I I genuinely do. I love the characters. I love the world. I love the gameplay, combat, fucking art direction. Everything about that game I love. I have nothing bad to say about it. Um, So I think it definitely takes game of the year for me. But every time I pick up Diablo 4 to play with Austin, which is pretty much the only time I'm playing it right now, because I have been distracted. Um, it just, it keeps pushing, man. Like, it's so much fun, and we have a great time, and fucking, then we have, um, like a, like a full party when, uh, Madison joins in, and the fucking enemies are hard as shit, and then there, we are all dying left and right. Um, but it just adds to the laughs and the fun factor. So I think that's that's something that stands out that's special about Diablo is that it gives me a social connection that, man, it's kind of making that game, like, cement itself, too. Like, I've had such a blast with it, and Austin and I didn't know each other when Diablo 3 came out. You know, we didn't have that connection and ability to play with one another, but um, every time we've picked it up thus far, man, it's been a, it's been a good time, so that's standing out too i don't think hogwarts legacy is anywhere close as much as like it's a great game to me like i think there's been some just really stellar titles this year um because after the two that i just talked about i mean it's obviously (coughs) um 
really enjoyed the Lightfall campaign in Destiny 2. Um, I, I don't know. I've forgotten what else I've played this year, but, um, like, Street Fighter is fucking fantastic. Um, that's super high up there. Like, that might make up my top five, honestly. Um, but we'll see, because I still have some titles I'm looking forward to coming out later this year. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, well, well, we'll get to that in just a second, but Austin, um, with with regards to you and Game of the Year, what uh, I mean, I assume it's Tears of the Kingdom, right? No, it's gotta it's be Diablo Four. Diablo Four. Oh shit! Yeah, That's I forgot that you Diablo fucking Diablo Four, dude. I have not loved a game like this in a hot fucking minute, and like every, I've without getting too personal, I've been going through a lot of personal shit the last few months, and it's just like. I've been very stressed out, very overwhelmed by pretty much every tiny fucking thing that happens to me at this point. Um, but it, Diablo 4 is the only thing that has been turning my brain off. And I've been, like last night, I think I started playing at 9 and I stopped at like 3 o'clock this morning. That's the only thing I've been doing. And it's probably going to be the only thing I'm going to do until, fuck, what's the next game I'm excited for? Armored Core. Armored Core, yeah, that's in fucking August. Fuck yeah. I forgot about that. I am very excited. You're excited about Armored that's, Core? That's well, never mind. Well, he's that, a that, son that, of a bitch because he got me excited for Armored well, Core. Well, I was going to say that tracks because he's a Gundam fan. That but. shit looks fucking awesome. And I, like, I part, some of the trailers I've seen of it, I think it looks like, it looks kind of bland. Like, it doesn't really feel like there's a whole lot going on in the world. But then, like, I, like I watched one, uh, I guess, one of the boss fights the other night. That shit looked incredible, and I, I'm so excited for that. So that might be the first yeah. time I finally put down Diablo 4. Oh, yeah, shit. God damn. He's actually got me excited for it, too. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He opened his fucking mouth. It wasn't on my radar, Josh. It shouldn't have even fucking happened. There I don't know how it wasn't. I don't that, know how it's I a FromSoft game. It's FromSoft that I don't give a shit about. It's well, not, I mean... Souls title. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. That's totally fair. I, like... A lot of people equate FromSoft with yeah. Souls when, you know, that's... true. I mean, Armor Core is a part of it. As soon as I saw FromSoft, Armor Core, I was like, oh, cool. Skip. But then oh. Austin opened his fucking mouth. That's what I did. Yeah, no, that shit looks rad, dude. It does I'm, look I'm, good, dude. I'm, I'm very excited one, for that shit. Uh, what? Well, then I'm like, is it co-op? And he said, yeah. And I was like, well, I just bought Sabrina a new PC, so she likes <laughs> robots and shit, so that's not a hard sell, so there's that. What was the other game that was coming out in August that we talked about the other night? Uh, S something else. Something else, kind of big-ish, comes out in August. Um, this, yeah, this Starfield in September. Yeah, Starfield's in September. On Game Pass. This Hang on, me give me just a second. No, I got it. I got. I got you. <clears throat> um, t -t 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 Baldur's Gate three, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's okay. also what yeah, I was thinking. Oh my god. Baldur's Gate three, man. Get the fuck up. bears. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Here we go. Just cover it now. Just get it All over. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fuck out. as many bears yep. as I possibly can. Dude's like, get it all <laughs> out of your you, system, why, bro. Why are you so upset? <laughs> I'm just getting... just. Dude, the amount of people on Twitter that were upset about that was nuts. Yeah. Twitter Dude, fucking shit all over itself, but they're always mad about everything. So yeah, I was about to say, motherfuckers on Twitter are always mad. They always got something. Oh, but Baldur's Gate now is the very beginning of all. Uh, yeah, yeah, August 3rd. Okay, okay, okay. 
It's two days before my birthday, so all gifts are accepted any time between now and then. Okay, I will be gifting Not you Baldur's Wanted Gate. Dead. What is the first one? Wanted Dead. I'll be gifting that to you. That's uh, nice of him. That's the only <laughs> way I'd play it. And it's the only way I would play it. Dude, it's such a wild game. <laughs> oh, please don't, though, because then I would feel obligated and I would do it on, like, December 14th, right the day before the cutoff. Oh, I, I'm not saying it's a game that's going to make anywhere high on our game of the year list. <laughs> Just yeah, That game's going out almost immediately. Yeah. But it's going to be the Fred Durst of... Uh... <laughs> it's going to have to get... God damn. Uh, it, it is an interesting-ass fucking game, man. I st <laughs> Josh, weren't you the one that was excited last year for that Sea of Stars game and then it got delayed to this year? Yep. So I am... My wiener is hard as shit for that oh. game. I am now I've got to pick which one I because uh, that's those are way too close together for me to buy both. Uh, Armored Core and Sea of Stars; those are literally three days apart. Yeah, Sea of Star. It'll be Sea of Stars for me. I'll try to get to um, to uh, what's it called? Fucking Armored Core. Uh, before then, but well, I don't know. Why? Not likely. Why is Baldur's Gate releasing a month later for PS5? Uh, I think I think it's it's launching as 1.0 in August August oh, on PC because gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. it's in it's been in early access. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're gonna you know take it to its okay that makes sense. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Fucking. I. I mean. I guess we're kind of already talking about it, but ga games for the rest of the year that we're looking forward to. Um. I mean. All, obviously, all those bomb rush cyberfunk. I think that's on both of our radars. Yeah, awesome. it's been on mine since they announced it like fucking three years ago. Yeah. They announced that shit yeah. a long ass time ago. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm really excited for that. I. I love that. Uh. Fucking. Uh, Jet Set Radio. Mm -hmm. So, um, Lies of P is a big one for me. Dylan, do you think you're going to play that this year? I don't think so. Okay, well, fair enough. Looks decent though. What about uh, Mortal Kombat One? Are we all going to get that? Because I'm, I'm down. I probably uh, yeah. will. Yeah, I don't know if it's day one, but I'll definitely get it. Spider Man's my big one. Yeah, Spider Man Two is a big, a huge one for me. Do October's kind of fucking stacked, man. I, I mean, it's not for me, but Forza Motorsports coming out. Yep, I'll be playing. Uh, that. Assassin's Creed Mirage. Alan Wake. I'll be playing that. Uh, Alan Wake Two. That's for me. Oh, uh, Spider Man. Yep. <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, and then uh, Austin. I mean, we've been talking a lot about that Metal Gear Solid collection. Yeah, that so. Metal Gear Solid collection's also in October. That's four days after Spider Man, bro. Oh shit! And City Skylines too. Yes. Like, dude. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, City Skylines is like Sim City. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I I'm fucking I yeah. October is loaded with mm -hmm. shit. Uh, I think Lords of the Fallen was another one that was like on your radar. Uh. Dylan, right? Yeah, the kind of Souls-like. So. It needs to be better than what it was, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, Lord, that first Lords of the Fallen was fucking hot trash. Really? Yep. But this one looks yeah. interesting enough. Um, 
all of this is preluded by Starfield. Yeah, Starfield in September. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what uh, we were talking about. It's like when we were like, oh, yeah, it's coming to Game Pass. We'll give it a shot because we were like, we were absolutely not going to buy it. But since it's coming to Game Pass. I will yeah. play it on Game Pass. Yeah, for sure. I'm still hoping against hope that Skate Story gets a release date. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, Skate Story looks so fucking good. Every trailer for that game that I've seen looks fucking excellent. I remember that shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a lot to be excited about for the rest of the year. I I honest to god uh, thought that this um, this game this year was going to be like a down year with the exception of a handful of titles. Nope, nope. Thought wrong. Yeah. And the, uh, are either of you inter- Dylan? I know you're fucking not. Uh, Josh, are you interested in the Mario RPG remake? Yes, very much so. I just don't know if I'll be able to get to it before. I'm just pissed it comes out on the same day as Persona 5 Tactica. I'm not, because I'm not <laughs> touching Persona 5 Tactica with a fucking 80,000-foot pole, man. It looks fine. It, I, I, it does look fine, and I'm happy for the people who are happy about it and excited for it. I could not give less of a shit. Yeah, I really couldn't. I'm only, I, I, I'm again. I'm only going to play it because it's canon. There's no other reason. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm even though they come out on the same day, I might not even. I don't think I'm going to pick up Tactica on launch. I'll probably just get Mario RPG and probably get Tactica later when it's on sale. I'm just not super interested in playing that right off the bat. Then Hogwarts yeah. Legacy finally comes to Switch in November, which I don't even know why they're still attempting that. You had to push that shit back three times. Call it quits. It's not going to work. <laughs> I just... I, I feel like that's going to be a disaster. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean... Uh, probably. Is that it for the rest of the year? Uh, Dylan, didn't you say something yeah. about that Avatar game? Avatar I think that's early Tears next year. It comes out in December. Oh, it comes out in December. Yeah, it's December Interesting. 7th. I thought that was a uh, that was a next year title, but okay. No, it's this year. It's, I think Sabrina's most anticipated title this year. That tracks. Yeah, yeah it does track. <laughs> Drag. There's something else I'm looking forward to. Semi, and I can't remember what it is. Unfortunately, Dragon Quest Monsters looks really good too. I don't know that that's a day one for me. I might have to kind of wait and see what uh, some reviews are like on that one, but it looks interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Uh, I guess last thing we need to do for the check-in is uh, take a look at the, the game uh, the game tracker, the challenge tracker. Um at the moment, we are ahead of Justin, Tani, and Jeff by 10 games. Um, I've completed 10 of the 15 to 20. Austin uh, has completed 17 of the of the 15 to 20, so he's already over the goal. And Dylan, you're at 12. Um, so I'm going to be at uh, 11 here soon. Final Fantasy 16 will almost be done. Um and then I have fucking like eight or nine Final Fantasies that I can I can put on here if I just you know commit to to beating them mm-hmm. for the end of the year. 
So what was um, what was your chosen game from Jeff, Tawny, and Justin? Uh, I got it was from Tawny. Uh, he gave me Tor- uh, Planescape Torment. Mm. Uh, I've got it downloaded on my PC. I just need to play it. Um, hey, real quick. Uh huh. You gave me Final Fantasy. Uh huh. What did I give Austin? You gave me Neon White. Oh, Neon White. And, and then what did Austin give Josh? He gave me that Voice of Cards game, which I think I'm I'm relatively positive. I just bought that because it was on sale. Yeah. Okay. It was on sale the other day. I did see that. Yeah, it was like fifteen bucks. I'm I'm relatively positive that I bought it, and if I didn't, I'm gonna be very <laughs> mad at myself. <laughs> uh, I did remember my last game, and it was Detective Pikachu, also in October. Right. Yeah, that's the beginning of October, right? Yeah, sixth. Okay. I've still got two more 2023 games to add on here, and those will probably be. Fuck, man, I don't know. Probably Spider-Man and whatever else comes out before that. Probably maybe Armored Core. And then I have to... Um, what was that game that Jeff gave me? Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4. I do have that. Mm. I've been waiting to... I did buy it on Xbox, um, but for some reason I just haven't played it yet. I just kind of keep forgetting that I bought it. So maybe I'll get to that in the next few days. It can't be that long. Yeah. Well, well, uh, yeah. So, uh, real quick, um, just so I remember in my head, the um, twenty twenty three games was five apiece, correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just Austin there because Dylan and I have both hit our five already. Not the only twenty twenty three games I've played so far have been engaged. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom and Diablo 4. Interesting. Interesting. Everything else that I've been excited for and bought this year was pretty much remasters and remakes, or just ports. Mm, yeah. I feel that. Cool. Alright. Uh, well, that said, um, I guess let's move on to what we've been playing. Um... I'll start. Um, I've been playing the hell out of some uh, Dead by Daylight uh, because I had a week without internet, and that means I had a week off, uh, like away from the event that was happening, the anniversary event, where they give you uh, cakes. Uh, this year they called them t- Terror Misus um, that. Uh, come in an overwhelming abundance and they give you like uh, double the experience um, I actually added it up earlier I am across all of the characters that have cakes I have 604 total cakes um, all of those have come within the last week Jesus fucking I am I have been grinding the absolute anything. fuck out of this because I needed to get um, as many of these as possible so that then I can eventually get to the point where I'm actually playing uh, with characters that all have the abilities. Um, but I wanted to talk about this event because for a, a couple of different reasons. And um, like the number one reason was because um, 
they did some different stuff than they have in years past, which I thought was really fun and interesting. Um, where they um, gave us like event, uh, I don't want to say tokens, but they, they gave us like <clears throat> so. Every event that they do, they give us like a little like mini battle pass or whatever. It's completely free. You don't have to do anything with it. Um, and so long as you are doing the um, uh, the you know event, you're bound to to get all of the stuff that you want out of it. Um, but this year they added on a. Uh, interesting amount of um like i i don't know how to describe it but like event specific things to help you um gain a uh like like specific skins and stuff like that where you could you had to do stuff like um gain invitations and use those invitations to perform a power that would like if you were a survivor it could like block a window from being vaulted by the killer or it could spawn a uh, a one-time use pallet that um like legitimately explodes the second that it like uh like i don't i don't know how to describe it like the second that it like gets thrown down um there was like a, a ton of interesting stuff that was going on, and I just I thought that was a lot of fun, um, to just 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 play around with. Um, they also have since the last time I updated uh, Dead by Daylight uh, anything, they have added a new uh, killer and survivor, um, and uh, the new killer is very interesting he has a very very interesting power um that uh allows you to more or less um like see uh, around you know the entirety of the map uh and is also like able to teleport using his ability which is interesting um yeah i, I don't know it's just very interesting uh, killer and like uh, some of the um, some of the like abilities that have come from the uh, the killer and the survivor have actually both been incredibly good abilities um, so it's been a, a welcome addition uh, to say the least um, yeah I'm just I'm I'm back on my on my DVD grind, <laughs> so back on your bullshit. Um, back on my bullshit. It's, it's good. It's good shit it though. Is good shit. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, Austin, what have you been playing? Well, as I said earlier, nothing but Diablo Four. Um, I finished the campaign last night. Really cool. Um. I kind of, mm, I, mm, I don't remember Diablo 3's lore very well, because that was a hot fucking minute ago, but like, 
I don't, I don't think Lilith was wrong. Like, I kind of had a hard time killing her at the end, because I'm like, is she really that bad, though? Like, it kind of seems like you guys are worse. Um, like, her whole thing was just, like, free will and, like, doing whatever you want. Like, that's not... Yeah, which is evil, don't you know? That's not that bad. Like, I, I really... I, I know that typically Diablo games don't do shit like that, but I was really hoping that there was some kind of pivot at the end of the story that lets you side with Lilith, because I would have absolutely done it without thinking twice about it. Um, her shit just made sense. And uh, she, her design was just... Her, her normal design was incredible. It's terrifying. It's lustful at the same time. Like, it's everything that Lilith is supposed to be. And then her second phase, she's this, like, giant fucking like bone dragon and it, it's so fucking cool but fuck that shit though because that shit was very very stressful it wasn't a super hard boss fight but it was uh i think i was talking about it before the show started like she she cuts off pieces of the stage like while you're fighting her until you've got like pretty much four feet of space that you can dodge in and she also has a hit that's a fucking insta kill uh, she go, oh, she goes straight up in the air and comes down, and on her way down, you have like a white radius circle that you need to get the fuck out of, and if she hits you, it is an insta-kill no matter what your fucking health is at. Um, so the fact that it minimizes that stage against a boss that also has an insta-kill is crazy, um, but it was great. Uh, I'm trying to do the, after you beat the campaign... Uh, there's a, a capstone dungeon that unlocks uh, right at the first town, pretty much the first major major town that you uh, go to, and then you'll be able to unlock tier three and start gaining more EXP from kills and more gold and just everything's in general fucking harder. So I'm not sure that I'm excited to do that, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, I'm very. Uh, I think they announced that season one starts on the twentieth, right, Dylan? He's not here anymore. Um, no, I'm here, but it's like I thought it was later than that. But if it's, you probably know better than I do. It's it's either the twentieth or the eighteenth. It's one of those two. Uh, um, but it is coming very very soon, so I'm glad I got the campaign out of the way. Uh, even though you do have to start a completely brand new character every season, uh, which I don't really get why people were so upset about that. Because if I'm not mistaken, Diablo three was the exact same fucking way. Um, but they said there's going to be plenty of new shit to do to where you don't have to do this campaign every fucking season. Um, so now I'm just unlocking the rest of the map. For some reason, they said to do that before the season starts, so that's what I'm doing now. It is the 20th. Oh, shit. Yeah. Have you decided what class you're going to do for the season? I think we talked about that. It'll probably be Druid. Yeah, I think I'm going to do Sorcerer. Wizard, I, I was reminded the other day how fucking fun Wizard and Diablo 3 is, so I think I'm going to give Sorcerer a shot, even though they have no yeah. cool skins for Sorcerer. Is that it? Well, Dylan needs to talk about what he's been playing, I think, right? Um, yeah, just briefly, because I just went back to... Um, World of Warcraft, unfortunately, I have people at work who oh don't stop talking about it, and I'm not playing with them or anything, but I am now playing with myself, and that's that's pretty great. That's pretty um, fun. That's something. 
Sabrina PC, so now she's hopefully going to start playing too. We'll see if she likes it or not. That's what we're doing after this. We have got it set up and ready to go, and gonna give that a shot, but I'm starting to play the Dragonflight expansion that came out this past year and get caught up on content, and big update just came out yesterday that made a lot of things easier. It it uh, not yeah, it kind of unlocked a new um, uh, what's the word? Specialization for the new Evoker class that came out with the Dragonflight expansion. Um, it made all of the allied races on Alliance and Horde easier to obtain. And from what I can see, like, all the actual content that it added was a huge, like, people are actually excited and happy for it. So, WoW's moving in the right direction. Hell um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. For the I'm, people who like WoW. Yeah, I'm back and trying to get into the swing of things. And I told Sabrina, like, God forbid you actually wind up enjoying this game because if you do, it is over for me. Like, I've never had someone that... It's like a 24-7 LAN party, you know, because we're both here. Um... But we'll see how it goes, man. But I'm in, I'm enjoying my time with it again. Um, doesn't it's not detrimental to my Stranger Stranger Things. That's that's good. Uh, Final Fantasy or uh, Diablo Four playtime. I'll still make time for that. But uh, right now, this is kind of taking over my life. And I have a while before anything like Armored Core comes out. Anyway. God, if Sabrina gets into it, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, it's, it'll be worse than when she got into Diablo, so it'll be much worse. That's, I, I mean, that's how it is for me right now with Diablo. Me and Madison, have, like, we play we play yeah. every night. We make sure that we play every night. Yeah, and she fucking carries, too. It's good. She's a barbarian. She can just wreck She does shit. carry. She carries hard. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. And then, uh, like with Sabrina, like, she just set up, and she went horde, thank God. So I don't have to... You know, you know, pow pow or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like she went horde. She chose right. Yeah. Um, she made me. <sighs> she chose uh, right. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And she went Torin. So, uh, I while we were recording, I got my character over to where she'll start at, so we can um, play Hell yeah. after this. I'm excited, man. That's awesome. Cool. Um. Alright, well, yeah, uh, I have been playing Final Fantasy XVI. Um, I, I, we did a deep dive on it, so I'm not sure that I'm going to say anything different uh, than what I did the other day, but, um, yeah, goddamn, this game's good. It's, it's not the, like, best Final Fantasy, and it's certainly not the greatest game ever fucking made, like some people are, are, are saying that it is, but um, I am having a just absolute whale of a time with it. Um, I am genuinely very enthralled with with everything that's going on with it. Uh, the story is quite good. Um, like, quite good. Uh, I've seen some some stuff that uh, with, with like people saying like, um, oh, you know, it it changes once you get to like the final third. I haven't experienced that like at all. I don't know what people are fucking talking about with that shit. I it does not fall off at all. It hasn't gotten into like weird Final Fantasy bullshit. Well, uh, no, that's not true because there definitely was like some some 
anime bullshit that that happened, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's Final Fantasy. <laughs> um, but um, as a as a general rule, uh, this shit has been like fucking top tier. Like I've been very very fond of what has been happening uh, in the game, and I am very. Uh, enamored with the characters and and the situations that are happening um the fucking combat is just so goddamn good all the time it never stops being fun um it is just such a delight to fucking play uh that said all of the stuff that i had you know criticisms with from um that that podcast that uh, again will be released uh, tomorrow for non patrons. Um, all that stuff still stands. I, I I find some of the pacing really less than stellar. Um, like there's uh, there's an insane amount of um, I don't know what to call it really. Um, uh, there's an insane amount of... I don't want to say downtime, but, like, the... When you get your abilities, um, they're... The way that they are doled out is just very, um... Not ideal, I guess would be the best way to, to phrase it. Uh, because you... You are. You you get one ability from the, at the very beginning that um. Like is there with you for the entirety of the game, right? So you you have that ability. You know that like that's kind of like what what's happening. You know what have you. Um. Uh, and then you get another ability, relatively like early on, uh, like within the first couple of hours. Um, and then the next one doesn't come for like what feels like several hours later. And like from a storytelling perspective, I understand what's happening and I understand why it is laid out the way it is like for the narrative, but like from a gameplay perspective, it doesn't make sense that I don't like I'm, probably 80 to uh, well 80 I, I would definitely say 80 I'm probably 80% of the way through the game and I still um only have I think 6 of the uh 8 possible abilities or, or, or like uh, I mean I don't know. I don't think it's spoilery, but I have six of the of the eight icons, and I'm like eighty percent of the way through the game, and that just from a gameplay perspective, that doesn't feel right to me. Um, I also kind of feel like because of the way that it's been laid out, it doesn't necessarily lend itself to like um, using more than just the base abilities. If I'm being honest with you, like I. I went through the first probably 60 to 70% of the game just using the first three abilities that I had gotten because like they were there. They 
made sense to use and just it felt right i had gotten accustomed to them i had like a loadout that i used and i don't know it just seemed like correct to me to to go about it the way that i like went about it and now i'm like 80 percent of the way through the game and i'm just now getting you know new abilities and it just that doesn't to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh in terms of like gameplay pacing um that that all said man i i genuinely don't think i can get enough of this fucking game it's it's so good uh it it is very 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 good and um legitimately speaking the only reason that i have broken off to play dead by daylight is because i was without that internet for a week and i could not keep track or like keep pace with the event and i was like i've got to play the event um as soon as this event is over which is um tomorrow uh i will be moving back to to final fantasy 16 to to finish it up so um great game has has some major flaws but uh like i said currently my game of the year so Hell yeah, dude. i'm glad that you like it gg yeah I'm honestly, I, I, I kind of knew that I was gonna like it, but I was starting to get a little worried when I when I saw some of the, uh, the more negative reviews coming out, and I was like, oh no, am I gonna fucking hate this? Uh, and I'm I'm really ha- I'm really happy that I uh, that I'm not. So. That's good. That's good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I guess let's get to our picks of the week and we'll get the fuck out of here. Something like that. Holy shit! We're only at an hour and a half. That's wild. I thought this would be a little bit longer. Those check-in episodes usually go pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Well, uh, my pick of the week is uh, a video from Jacob Geller. I am almost positive that I... Um, have mentioned one of his videos before in my picks of the week uh but this one's called games that don't fake the space um and it kind of goes into uh how games can often seem larger than they actually are and that's because they very often will uh use um kind of like uh like you you know how like in the back in, back in the day, people talked about Halo and the skyboxes and, like, how you could Yawn. see on for forever and, you know, how it looked massive or whatever. Um, that's because, you know, a lot of, of them, like, quote-unquote, fake the space. They make it way larger than it actually is. Um, and this is about games that don't do that. And one of the things that it brings up is actually that infinite hallway in um, Dark, Dark Souls 1... I think it's either Dark Souls 1 or Dark Souls 3. I can't remember. But uh, in and Orlando. Um, and uh, how that particular hallway actually has a definitive end. Even though like it takes forever for you to get there. Um, which is, I, I think, just really fucking cool. Uh, and uh, he also talks about a game called Fuel. Which I didn't know that anyone else had ever even heard of until that video. Uh, which is cool. 
Um, I don't know. It's just uh, he does really great fucking video essays. Like I, I love that guy. Um, very good stuff. So check it out. Uh, my pick of the week, uh, going back to what I talked about at the beginning of this episode, uh, was uh, the Witch for Mercury soundtrack. I think I've only ever done like two anime soundtracks for pick of the week. Um, but this this soundtrack was incredible, and it was one of the highlights of the show. Uh, the first season opens with a theme that's very like uh, very upbeat and like punky and kind of uh, uh, like uh, ele- electronic. And then once the second season roll, rolls around, it's it's very darker, like melodramatic ballads, and it's very very fucking wonderful. It is very much so a highlight of the series. Sick. Uh, my pick of the week is a song by Yellow Wolf and Kasky called "Just the Intro." Um, this came on my Discover Weekly earlier, and that shit is a bop. I don't know where it came from. I've never gone out of my way to listen to Yellow Wolf. I don't have any particular reason. I just never have gravitated towards that music. And then I listen to this song, and it has been my go-to banger for the past week. So uh, enjoy it. Check it out if you like hip-hop. Sick nasty. Okay. Um... Alright, well, uh, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bob Hunting Puzzles and the Culture Bob Family of Content. Culture Bop is available on Instagram at culture underscore bop, on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash culture bop. Um, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, but I have uh, some stuff on the way. Um, I have three videos in production. I am currently working on three different scripts uh, for other videos that I promised at the beginning of the year. Uh, stuff will be dropping uh, soon. So, um, Last but not least... Twitch, go to uh, twitch.tv slash culturebop. Give me a follow. We got affiliate. I'm working on a schedule to make that uh, available for everyone. Uh, We will also be dropping this podcast uh, as a sort of like replay on Twitch um, on Mondays when it drops uh, for everyone. So um, if you're interested in that, uh, go over there. Uh, myself, I am available on Twitter at thebebopman182 and on Instagram at bebopman182. Dylan does not exist. Uh, he's actually just a figment of your imagination. Um, it's true. Um, dude, wouldn't it be fucking wild if Dylan really didn't exist and like I was hey, just no, doing no, a different no, voice? No, no. Like, wouldn't that Don't be fucking wild? No, no. That'd be wild. I'm here. I think Dylan thinks of himself as a figment of his Stop. own imagination. It's I think so, too. Please don't gaslight. Gaslight. Uh, anyway, uh, Austin, he's on everything at Big Papa Place. Last, but certainly not least, we need your money to stay alive. We're like PBS over here. So if you want to keep us alive and keep this great, great programming going... <laughs> I wanted. I I gotta remember how they they uh, did those pledge drives on PBS. Pretty um, much about how you're doing it now. Okay, cool. This broadcast was paid for by viewers like you. I think yes, that's exactly. exactly. What it was. Oh my god, dude! That's how I need to end every show or begin every show. Uh, trade. Yeah, that could be. No, it definitely no, because it's public broadcasting. They don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, nothing yeah. there is trademarked, right. right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I own Arthur. 
right? <laughs> no, I don't think it. No, yeah. I don't know if we have time uh, to explain that to you, to be honest. Dude, I uh, so I've actually known this for a while, but um, so I was watching a YouTube video about Stephen Crowder um, earlier today. Uh, it was called like the facade of Stephen Crowder. You guys know who that I is, right? Steven Crowder's the the stupid jackass right wing commentator who's always sitting at the table with the change my oh, mind. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know what I'm talking about? I also? know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Okay. But but does Austin? Yeah yeah yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. The change my mind yeah, guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's a he's a stupid fucking right wing grifter, yeah, uh, piece of shit guy. Um, Anyway, I was watching a, a, a video about him, and I had actually known this, but, like, uh, I hope that more people know this. He actually got his start uh, doing voice acting, and do you want to know what his most prominent role was as a child, what? as a child voice actor? Arthur. Arthur. He was the Holy brain. Huh. Yeah, he, pl- oh. he played the brain uh, for, I think, like, eight seasons or some shit like that. Damn. Yeah. Crazy. Wild shit, man. Um, so Arthur is right-wing propaganda? Oh, God. I think so. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy Christ. Uh, okay. Um, what, what were we talking about? I think we were ending. Oh, we were talking about PBS and, and how you can support the podcast. Okay. So... <laughs> If you want to support uh, the things that we do, go to patreon.com slash culturepop and toss us a pledge. It's how we keep the lights on. Uh, We've got some very cool perks for you guys over there. Um, Early access to podcasts, voting on topics for said podcasts. Uh, We have a monthly episode that our patrons get to decide on. And starting soon, we will, uh, I don't know if if I'll do it. Maybe we'll do it like once a quarter, kind of how we're doing the uh, Instagram contest. But um, we'll have a, a competition, or not competition, a, um, what's the fucking thing that I'm doing? A tournament. There, there we go. go. Uh, we'll do it. We'll have a tournament on the Patreon for something for me. Um, I don't know what yet. This truly is going to be our PBS segment because it is now known as that because the acronym for us stands for Patron Backed Support. Truly. Yeah, so this is our PBS segment. Okay. Well, that's what it is now. <sighs> Christ. Because it's publicly, it. I, can, I can do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I own Caillou, too. <laughs> is that a PBS show? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. Well, it is now. Is it the bald kid? Uh, as the bald kid. Oh, God. That is the... Yes, yeah, the little... Uh, anyway, let's get out of here. PBS, right? um, yeah. But also Cartoon Network. So. Hmm. What? I, yeah, it says here it aired on Cartoon Network. <sighs> All right, until next time. <laughs> uh, All right, yeah. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.